Hi, this is Runa and you're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast, where we share tips, insight, tools and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax and enjoy. Wow. Welcome to the Chainsmakers podcast again, Aria. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, just, you know what, Ariel, you've been popping up in my mind for, for many reasons. We're living in very special times today, times where people are, that is, are uncertain and we can feel around us. I think any, most of us can feel either we go into fear in one, one at least we fall into it once in a while. I know I'm noticing with myself, I, I normally manage to, to be in the high frequency being, but there are times, I have to admit, where I can feel my energy goes down. And I can see that around me that people are often are fearful for the, the situation. And I wanted to hear from you regarding neuroscience regarding your background in in meditation what do you see is happening and and what can we do to keep ourselves in the in the right space okay well these are incredible times and they're times with a lot of emotion associated with it things are changing rapidly there's new information and we can be scared for ourselves and where our future is going and all of those feelings are okay. So the first thing to acknowledge is, you know, even me, a long-term meditator, I will spend a lot of the time in a really beautiful state and then I'll get a new piece of news or information or insight and I can be scared and I can feel anxiety. And that is completely okay. You know, even the sense of change has a feeling that the world is changing a little, change itself has its own feeling associated with it that we usually don't recognize. So it's okay to be having a lot of feelings right now. Now, while you're having these feelings, it can be very easy to get stuck in the ones that are, you know, negative, ruminative, scary, because we feel like we're supposed to. We feel like in these times we're supposed to feel this way and that if we feel more anxious, we're more likely to be safe. It's, it's a fallacy that our brain makes. And so once you recognize that, you have the opportunity to say, hey, there are tools that I can use to regularly calm my mind and body to get out of those states. And we can go into those in a minute. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm hearing is like, it's almost like we, we go to that state automatically. Yeah. So inside of your brain, there's the structure called the amygdala. Yeah. So the amygdala is the part of your brain that's always scanning for danger. And it's the thing that's always looking around the environment, seeing what's dangerous, and then giving you signals of danger. So thoughts associated with it and sensations in your body, like mm -hmm. the feelings what we have in anxiety. Your body kind of feels vibrating, your heart beat, beats faster, um, you feel anxious. Now, the amygdala is really good at doing its job and actually too good at doing its job. It really wants to keep you safe more than anything. So it floods you with these thoughts and feelings when it sees something that's unsafe. Now, we're used to our amygdala overfiring even in our normal lives. So in our normal lives, your amygdala is going to like, you know, see a colleague who might have looked at you funny and, and say, oh no, they don't like me. Or, you know, your amygdala is constantly 
over-firing because it thinks it's doing its job. And in it, the amygdala will constantly represent the same information to you over and over and over and over again. So there's another structure in our brain called the prefrontal cortex. Now that's at the front of our head, and it's the structure responsible for planning, organization, attention, what we put our attention on, and it's able to sort of survey the landscape and see what's going on and actually make good decisions. So the amygdala inputs to the prefrontal cortex, but the amygdala can just go on hyperdrive um, and make you feel afraid with the same information over and over and over and over again. Like take a normal example, like you're stuck in traffic and your amygdala says, oh, you're stuck in traffic, you're going to be late. And then you feel the anxiety rising and rising and rising, even though it's just traffic. It's not a big deal. You'll be fine. You'll get there eventually. But you feel the sense of anxiety when you don't need to and when it's not useful for you. So one of the best tools that you can employ right now is the tools of a meditation practice, because what meditation does is it strengthens your prefrontal cortex, the part that's involved with wisdom and surveying the landscape and making good decisions, and it downregulates your amygdala, the part of your brain that's freaking out right now, mm-hmm. so that you can, rather than just being scared all the time, you can make, take the right steps. You can take the right actions. And when, when you've done those things and you know you're safe, you can tell your amygdala that, shh, you don't need to keep presenting this to me over and over again. I've got it. We've done what we need to do. It's all good. Mm, I love that. Especially when you realize that you're actually talking to your own voice. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, it is like, it really, really does demonstrate that you are not that voice in your head. Since yep. you're talking to it. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of voices in your head telling you things. And you don't need to yes. listen to all of them. And we get, we get sucked in, which, which is okay. But yeah. there is a choice to be able to say, hey, this is not serving me at this moment. You know, the yeah. 50th time of checking, uh, checking the news is not serving me. There's no new news. And if there was, you know, somebody else would tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, or ruminating about the same thing over and over again, or just going through life with this persistent state of scaredness when you're in your home and you're safe and you've, you know, already washed your hands maybe twice and it's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, The persistent state of scaredness is not helping at that point. And it's okay if it's there, you know, we all have a lot of feelings right now and all of them are okay, but it's also okay to stop and take a moment and breathe deeply Mm. and allow your mind and body to refocus on something else to bring yourself into an activity in the present moment, like even as simple as doing your dishes or if you're with your kids, spending time with them and really absorbing yourself with it. And to say, you know what? Life can also be fine right now. Mm, love that. Life can also be fine right now. Yeah. I know that many people are looking at, are looking at how can I start to meditate? And I also, also hear people say, oh, I tried it once. Not for me. So meditation is very easy to do. It can also be challenging to do. Mm. Um, The simplest form of a meditation practice is a focused attention on the breath practice. And it's as Mm. simple as just putting your attention on your breath, just breathing deeply, keeping your attention on your breath. You can feel the movement of your chest or your belly. And as you do that, you're taking yourself out of your wandering negative thoughts and you're bringing yourself into the present moment because your breath is happening here and now. And actually, as you take deep breaths, you are signaling to your body to calm down. 
So when you breathe in deeply into your stomach, you're actually tugging on something called your vagus nerve. And your vagus nerve gives your body the signal to move into rest and digest. It triggers your parasympathetic nervous system. And as you extend your exhale, you are actually slowing your heartbeat down. So the longer you spend in an exhaled exhale, the slower your heartbeat is going to go, which is healthy at this point. Again, signaling to your body to just calm down. Mm. Wow, yeah. And we need that. Because in that calmness, that's where we can be more aware of our actions. And our reactions yeah. to think. That's exactly that. Just that rest. Yeah. And to make good choices. Yeah. And to make good choices. Your wisdom is behind the 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 muse, the technology that you can that measures our brain activities during meditation. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. So we built Muse to solve the problem that you mentioned earlier of, you know, meditation's not for me, or how do I start a practice, or how do I get meditating? Mm -hmm. So what Muse does is it gives you real-time feedback on your brain during meditation. So when your mind is wandering into another thought, it informs you, you actually hear the sound of your own mind, and it guides you into quiet, focused attention. There's also sensors for the heart, the breath, and the body. So the sensors guide your mind and your body into a calm and quiet state. And then there's also real data. So you actually see how your breath and body are doing, and you can see the progress that you're making session after session. So it becomes highly motivating. So it becomes a way to make the kind of strange, intangible process of meditation really tangible with something that's truly telling you what to do if you're getting into your focus zone, how to stay there, and how to really establish or enhance your practice. Mm, exactly. That uh, sounds like a really good tool to, not only to begin with, I think it's for everyone, isn't it? I mean, it's not just for, for beginners. Yeah. I've been meditating for good well over a decade and i find it really interesting and, and something that is of useful i would see it would be useful just i'll be curious yeah so it's great for beginners who want to get started but people with existing practices it gives you a new insight into your own mind you know as a meditator you're a consciousness explorer and yeah. this gives you a new lens into exploring your meditation and also understanding the more subtle nuances of your mind understanding when you're focused, when your mind has wandered, and how to make better uh, decisions throughout that process. Yeah. When this is recorded, it's just only a couple of days since there was this world phenomenon. Uh, I think there were well over 2 million people that meditated at the same time to meditate for, for, for more, actually, against the coronavirus or should we say more love and more healing and and to the planet um i know you we spoke about it earlier you participated you got a, you, you were what did you say it was in the it was in the evening for you wasn't it yeah yeah for me it was at 10 45 p.m for my friends in california it was 7 45 for you it was what 2 45 a.m you 2 40, said yeah in the morning yeah, yeah. I, I i put my alarm and i I, I wanted to be part of that because there is something so magical when you come together for a meditation. It was really amazing. I mean, I, 
I sat there by the time the meditation actually got going, it was 1145 and, and you could really feel that the entire world, all the people on the zoom and you could, you know, you could look at the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who were there. We were all in this activity together, this activity of solidarity and connectedness. And I think if the virus of coronavirus has taught us anything, it's how connected the world really is. And in coronavirus, you can see that, you know, one little thing in China in a distant part of the world is able to ripple so far. And we could take both the negative of that, the negative impacts we have, or, you know, the damage that we have to the environment, what you do will affect somebody else. And you can also take the positive impacts of that, the recognition that your actions really are connected to the to other people, to the world. And when we reach out and we do good, we amplify it further and further and further. Yeah. When we reach out and when we feel that we are all really interconnected and, and our every single action and reaction matters, not only to us, but to the world. I love that. That's a really good one. I'm going to end with that, Ariel. Thank you so much for being our guest again. And uh, to our listeners, please go to the show notes to find out more about how you can reach out to, to Ariel and, and get a hold of that magic magical tool called news was this podcast of value for you i sure hope so if so feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on itunes or stitcher and remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the change makers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.